This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and welcome to Iron Real Estate. You know that we are the only talk radio show that talks everything about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, whether it be financing, moving, decorating, how to find a house, how to look for a house, how to negotiate. We cover everything. We've been on for about 10 years now. And uh, thank you guys for all of your support. We love, we love talking to you. We love being here. Um, and we have a lot of stuff going on today. But if you have any questions, okay, please call us at 866-970-9622. And if you can't get on the air, we'll try to answer your questions. I probably have about 100 emails from you that I am slowly getting to, and I'll I'll repeat them on the air. Obviously, don't be a coward. You can put your name on. But if you don't put your name on, I'll just do that anonymously. Um, Ion Real Estate is sponsored by Citizens Bank, the place to go for a mortgage or just to get a mortgage or just to get information. So you should check out their website at citizensbank.com or call them at 800-922-99999. I also must tell you that Citizens Bank has the name Citizens because that's why the bank was founded, to help citizens, regular people like you and me, and not just big corporations. Last year, Citizens was the third largest lender in the Northeast. You could easily find more information at citizensbank.com, or you can call them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, I am very very, very honored. Well, I don't want to say honored. I mean, that might be too big of a word, but I am totally impressed by him. I met him when I first came into the city to start Douglas Elliman, and he was working out of a, a room. And I just saw something in him. And we have a special guest coming on in the second hour, and that's Amir Karagi. And he's an Iranian-American publisher who founded the business magazine, The Real Deal, which is about business, real estate, financing. He has tons of issues. It's well-read. Everyone reads it. <laughs> Everyone reads it. It's, it's a great magazine. I watched him start it from nothing. And he also um, produced the PBS documentary, Building Stories, which is about the architect who unfortunately is not alive anymore, but architect Costas Pedillas, and um, he was a famous architect. And so I am so looking forward to him being on the show. You're really going to want to hear everything he has to say. Um, and he'll be on at the 11th hour. And, of course, we have Tom. Hi, Tom. Good morning, Dottie. How are you? Hi, Tom. It's Drew. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm trying to stay dry. Well, are you on Long Island? Because, you know, I will... Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I I will tell you that Long Island might get well. We're not not part of the hurricane, but we're we're not into great weather either. We're where my furniture was just flying into my house. 
So, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm on Long Island as well. So, yeah, we're a little little wet this morning, but uh, that's okay. We're excited about real estate. Yes. And, of course, we'll also be joined at the beginning of our second hour by the show's resident legal expert, attorney Stephen Ebert, a partner at the prestigious firm Cassin & Cassin, located in Westchester to fill us in on the latest legal developments in business and real estate. And, of course, you're free to answer and call in and ask any questions. Remember, the number is 866-970-9622. Before we get really started, I just want to say that, and I'm sure this, that on Wednesday, of course, Hurricane Ian, one of the strongest hurricanes to ever hit the United States, left the path of destruction in the southwest Florida. Um, It knocked a chunk of Sanibel Causeway, and it fell into the sea, cutting off access to the barrier islands where 6,300 people live. South of Sanibel Island, the historic uh, beachfront pier in Naples was destroyed. And I, I believe, and again, I just watched it in the morning to see there were 30 deaths and um, South headed towards South Carolina on Friday. And all I have to say is on behalf of all of us on Iron Real Estate and, of course, everybody at 970 a.m., the answer, we want to express our heartfelt condolences to our fellow Floridians who have been impacted by this hurricane. And, of course, I don't know if you know, but the big leader of of our show, of our radio station, the reason that we're all here is Jerry Crowley. And I know that he lives in Naples at sometimes, and I just want to hope that he's doing well and that he is Naples is close, so I don't and i I hear that they've been hit pretty bad too, so we just were wishing him our best and of course, if there's anything we could do to help, we're all glad um when something like this happens, you know we had that with Sandy, and we've had it in New York, so it's a horrible thing and um we look it looks like most of it's the, the worst of the impact is over but i think that i just read on the on the news that naples lost 911 or information so like it's so the phone lines are down it's kind of really a mess and so hopefully if we can collect some volunteers i'm going to go and try to help out in any way i can um but our prayers are with you I just want to tell anybody uh, that I read that on uh, on a side note that in Florida and okay that only not all of Florida but in this area that was really hit the worst and the, the area that was told to evacuate immediately that only 18.5 percent of homes had flood insurance. Okay, now, you know, we always have insurance men on, and we always have talk about insurance, and I always say, well, God, how much insurance do you need? You could insure and insure and insure and insure until you're bankrupt. But when, I just want to, you know, we're going to have an insurance expert on next week, but I just want to say, because I'm not an insurance person, but I do want to tell you what I do know. I do know that you really need to look at your policy you really need to talk with an insurance person that you can speak to, that you don't have to feel funny to ask questions. 
don't just read through it quickly like some of us do. I've been guilty of it myself. Okay. And when it comes to flood insurance and wind insurance, okay, they're entirely different. <laughs> okay. Now, if you think about it, just 18.5% of homes that were asked to evacuate had a, had a flood insurance. And so um, insurance companies typically don't pay for damage caused by flooding. That's true, so, Dottie. And, you know, uh, and just to follow up with that, like if you have a mortgage, you know, the mortgage company, when you apply for the loan, they, they do a flood search, right, to see that if the house is in a flood zone or not. Uh, so, you know, there may be that a lot of people own those homes outright. They may not have had a mortgage on it. Uh, so they, you know, it would be their own, well, you're right. their own you, uh, will, right? But, Tom, it seems get, like they're making the flood zones like, like I, I don't think I live, clo- I mean, I don't think I live closer. I mean, I live not on top of the water, maybe a mile and a half away. And, um, I couldn't get insurance. I mean, I, I think five years ago I had to, they said you're in a flood zone. And I'm really, I don't believe I'm in a flood zone, but they say it is. I mean, I think they're expanding the flood zone areas. And I was not able to get insurance. The only way I could get it was I had to find a carrier that would, I would have to insure everything. Like every, every you know, my car insurance, everything under them, which of course is what I did. But I, Again, we're not going to go into the insurance today, but I just want to stress that, remember, flood insurance is one thing. Wind insurance is a different thing. And so, like, Mm -hmm. if your house is hit by wind, okay, and and not flooded, but it's like the the winds are high, then if you don't have that insurance, it won't cover it. So you just really have to get a good insurance person and make sure that your coverage, especially if you live in a place that's prone. I also want to tell those living on Long Island, uh, we are also expected to be slammed uh, by un, like, uh, unrealistic heavy rainstorms. Now, this has nothing to do with the hurricane. I don't, I've read that this is nothing to do with the hurricane. It was just a warning sent to Long Islanders. But uh, there may be flash floods over this weekend. So if you live on Long Island... Um, and you haven't heard yet, you're told, or you know somebody who lives on Long Island, I would advise you to give them a holler or give them a call, and they're told to prepare the region, and maybe there might be flash floods this weekend. Uh, rainfall is expected to be between two and three inches um, on Long Island. And gusts could be between 25 to 30 miles per hour, and Sunday they could probably go up to 45 miles an hour. Now, that's probably, you know, nobody has a science to this. But what I would tell you is, and this is not related to the hurricane, believe it or not. It's kind of weird that coincidentally this has nothing to do with the hurricane. Um, Be careful for down wires. Remember, if they're down wires, they probably are alive. So don't touch them. Don't walk into them. Don't walk into lateral puddles. And if you see wires that are down, please report them and call 800-490-0075 or just call 911. Um, and you, or you could go on, on Long Island's uh, mobile app. And again, if there's anybody that's older or that you have neighbors or people that are living alone, 
you might want to just give them a call and make sure they're doing it right. And if you have outside furniture, because, you know, the summer, it was still warm, so a lot of us have outside furniture still. If you see the winds really picking up, you might want to bring them in so that they don't crash into your windows. Um, I just heard that this morning. I was up at 5 in the morning, so I listened to the news and I heard the alert. But I had not heard anything about that before then. So just want to give you a heads up, okay? Now, so, Tom, you live on Long Island, don't you? I do, yes. And, uh, you know, we did have some very heavy rains uh, last night. It woke me up probably about 5.30 this morning. But, uh, yes, yeah, so we're You know, they said they sent the alerts out. And, and um, I haven't, I mean, you know, I haven't seen any. I, I just heard it on the news this morning. I mean, I didn't hear it yesterday, so maybe I missed it. I'm not saying that I that they didn't have it, but it's just telling all Long Island to be on the, on alert. It's not a hurricane, but there could be really gusty winds and uh, big surges. So just be aware of that. And if you, as they said, if you see somebody who's living by themselves or alone, please take an extra minute, stop by their house or call them, and just make sure they're doing okay. Um, it's the right thing to do. Now, I'm sure, I mean, I've had a lot of interviews this week with a lot of papers, and of course, um, you know, the big topic, okay, they're saying, well, sales weaken. Now, this is national, and I like to give you um, both national news, like what's going on across all of the country, and then what's specifically in the Northeast. Um, So the national market, the leading indicator of U.S. home sales weakens for the third straight month. And the pending home sales fell 2% in August. Now, that's not price. That means how many sales there were. There were less. Um, analysts polled by the Wall Street Journal had forecast the pending home sales index to drop by 1.4, well, it dropped by 2. So, excuse me. Contracts, signing fell, the contracts being signed fell by double digits in all regions across the country. Pending home sales reflect transactions where the contract, pending sales means the contract has been signed, the terms and everything has agreed, been agreed on, and people have gone to contract, but they have not closed yet. Okay, so they're waiting to close. That's what a pending sale is. So they're down. Uh, economists view it as an indicator for the direction of existing home sales in subsequent months because many people... Well, they all ask me, Daddy, what is 223 going to be like? What's the rest of 222? And I'll give you my read on it. But again, as I tell you, and I want you to just keep this in mind, whether you're reading a paper, uh, whether you're listening to the news, unless it's a fact, if this is something in the future, nobody knows 100% for sure, okay? It's their, it's, it's their knowledge and it's what they feel is going to happen, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's and you know. Now, compared with the year earlier, transactions were down 24.2%. So now think about it. If you're the person, you're listening, and you or you read the papers, and it says, sales down 24.2%. My God, that's horrendous. Yeah, In sounds like year. the sky is falling, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Now remember, 
When you use 2021 as a year to compare anything to, everything is going to look like it's horrendous because it wasn't a normal year. We had COVID hit us, and COVID hit New York and California very badly. People flew, flew to outside of the big cities where it was less dense, and then certain people who, of course, had to still work and had apartments that did not have any special space for them to work in, and they had young kids and they couldn't, got bigger apartments. It flew. So when I look at all these people comparing now to 2020 and 21 when we first got hit with COVID, which I think it was then, I think, well, that that's a crazy year to compare it to because it wasn't a normal year. I've been in the business, I don't want to say my age, but I've been in the business 30 years, okay, about. I have never seen. I've never seen a market like we did last year, 21. At 20, I mean, just it was just, so I don't look to compare it. And my read, and Tom, I'm going to ask what you think, but my read is that we're we're returning to more of a normal market. Now, of course, Tom, you are the culprit because they say everything is because of rising interest rates, which is making <laughs> people have less affordability. So, therefore, all the people that give mortgages out, they're the culprits because we're raising the interest rates and the interest rates are stopping people to be able to afford houses. Now, Tom, in the history of mortgages, and I'm older than you, my first house, I tell you, I don't remember if it was 15 or 16 or 14. It was a ridiculous number. And I started the real estate business. Listen to this. I saw the real estate business when the rates were 15 or 16%. And all the people that were in the business said, girl, are you sick? You're coming into the real estate at the worst time. No one's going to buy houses. Now the interest rates are 15 or 16. Well, they were started at 11. They were 12, 13, 14. And in those days, you see how you can tie in and you can make a commitment now, like in other words, you can apply with Tom and Citizens for a Mortgage, and then you can get a commitment that they'll hold that rate for what, 30 to 60 days, Tom? Yeah, 30 days until you find a property, and then you have another 60 days to close. So, um, right. yeah, I mean, the total 90 days altogether. Yep. Okay. Well, in my day, when I bought my first house, that didn't happen. They, the rate started at whatever it did, and then two weeks before closing, whatever the rate was, that's what you had to pay. And so people got disqualified at the last minute. So believe me, I started at the worst time, but I always told people, hey, I'm glad to start at a bad time. If it ever gets easy, I'll be in like Flint. With that, we have a commercial. We'll be right back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate with Tom Drew and Donnie Hunt.
Hi, it's Joe Piscopo. You know I love performing at the Saccone Theater at Bergen Community College in Paramus. So I'm bringing my band and heading back there on Friday, October 21st for an unbelievable show. A lot of comedy, some stories, a great tribute to Mr. Sinatra. This is a night you can't miss. It begins at 6 p.m. in a luxury tent right in front of the theater with a full dinner complete with signature dishes from Frank Sinatra's favorite restaurant, Patsy's, and owner and chef Sal Scagnamillo. You know what's really great? We'll be raising money for scholarships at Bergen Community College, a great school. You get valet parking, dinner, wine, the show, everything for one unbelievable price, 125 bucks. The Saccone Theater's an intimate venue that will sell out fast, so get your tickets now at tickets.bergen.edu. That's tickets.bergen.edu. Tickets.bergen.edu or call 201-447-7428. I'll see you there. I'm Rob Taub, host of Broadway at the Russian Tea Room, a unique radio program for fans and industry pros. We celebrate theater, but not just the stars. While we've featured renowned thespians like David Threlfall and Kelly O'Hara, our guests have also included Tony Award-winning director Scott Ellis, scenic designer Scott Pask, Jessica Blank, and Eric Jensen, the creators of the off-Broadway hit Coal Country, and film producer David Winkler. Writers have included comedy legend Alan Zweig, Bell and best-selling author John Sanford. We even discovered indie film director Sofia Alvarez. Our in-depth interviews take you inside the creative process so you learn how a production really comes together. Tune in to AM 970 The Answer on Sundays at 5 p.m. or live stream at www.am970theanswer.com. Keep your body moving with powerful nutrients to support your joints and overall mobility. Invite Health is here to save the day and your body with the best-selling Cartilage HX. Cartilage HX helps to maintain the health of your cartilage and promotes flexibility and mobility. This powerful formulation provides a patented form of type 2 collagen called UC2 that has been shown in clinical studies to promote joint comfort and strong, healthy bones. Just listen to what some Invite Health customers in the tri-state area are saying about Cartilage HX. I had a problem with my left knee and had to take baby steps going up the stairs. I'm almost normal now. Miracle! When I climb the stairs, my knees no longer hurt. Stay active with the help of Cartilage HX. Buy one bottle, get the other free, plus free shipping today. Call 800-673-2345 now to order. Again, that's 800-673-2345. 800-673-2345. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We all want to remain at home as we age, but sometimes we need a little help. For over 100 years, River Spring Living's Mission of Care has supported the health and well-being of older New Yorkers living in the community and on our Riverdale campus through managed care, home care, senior care, senior residences, rehabilitation services, and nationally acclaimed Hebrew home at Riverdale. For a free consultation with River Spring Licensed Home Care Services, call 833-50-RIVER or go to riverspringliving.org. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello, anyone? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard. 
Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround. For more information, go to surroundnewyork.com. That's surroundnewyork.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Okay, so we're, we're, we're back, and you're listening to Eye on Real Estate. I'm here with Thomas Drew, who is a big shot at Simpsons. And um, again, I would like to tell you I have my mortgages with them. Uh, but, you know, when you read the papers, let's face it, and I said this like a lot of times before, so please, if I'm saying it too much time, just shut me up. But the sun shines and everything is wonderful and everyone is happy is not what sells papers. Okay, so papers want to be dramatic, and I'm not saying that they're not. Okay, so they say now the, the national market home sales have weakened. Okay, now they have. But, again, look at what we're comparing them to, okay? They, we are comparing them to a year earlier where, so we're down by 24%, but a year earlier it was, like, insane, okay? Now, sales fell in the Northeast, the Midwest, and the South, um, but rose in the West by 1.4%, uh, but they're still down year over year. The big picture that based on now this is just based on data because when they predict futures, that's all they can do is look at data. They don't have a crystal ball, even though you might think some people do. Um, they base it, of course, on, hey, Tom, your industry, that the Federal Reserve began raising interest rates. And as as mortgage rates hit, what are they now? Are they almost seven? Are they six-something, Tom? Yeah, they're just uh, right about seven, just slightly they're below. Right. So, yeah, no, they're they're up. But honestly, up. so is everything else, right? Yeah, I mean, the cost well, of everything up. else is going up. Clothes are up. Everything is up. However, like I said, and I say this every week to you, so don't try to figure out my age, but you can if I tell you this part of it. You, I bought a house. I told you it was 15 or 16%. So I... You don't have to do a conventional mortgage. Matter of fact, you know, I did a, I don't know what, what, what station I did something for yesterday, or I did two things yesterday. And so they asked me, oh, Dottie, is this a bad time to buy? No. If you want to know my honest opinion, and again, I've always emphasized when it's my opinion and not a fact, but my opinion tells me that it's a better time to buy now than it was seven months ago. Why? Seven months ago, there were 20 bids, 15 bids on every piece of property, okay? Mm-hmm. So you didn't stand a chance if you didn't have all cash, okay? You didn't even, and as far as negotiability, negotiate, the owners said, well, we don't want to hear anything. There was so many offers on every property. So now it's not that it's a fire sale. So now instead of 15 offers on one property, maybe there's one or two, and it's becoming a more normal market, and if you're a buyer and you're reasonable and, you know, you don't try to be like, because you know what I always say, a successful negotiation, two people have to win, not one. Okay, but you're able to talk to a seller now and maybe work out some terms and negotiate a little bit more. You could not. Last year there was no negotiation possible. 
take it or leave it. We have enough bids. We don't even have to hear yours. So, you know, I think, so actually, if you're going to buy, it's a perfect time to buy. And again, I said this last week, the week before, but I'm going to say it again. The average historical mortgage rate was 7.5%. So, Tom, would you say they're about 7 Yeah, they're about 7 So, so still significantly below, uh, you know, that 75 or 7.6%. And like yeah, you mentioned, you know, you're getting balance in the market, which is what the market needs, you know, for long-term sustainability. We, right? you know, we, we, need, need, we need a return to normalcy, okay? Yeah. Like it wasn't a normal market. It was crazy. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And people were overbidding, paying hundreds of thousands of dollars more than they really, you know, just to get it. And, you know, I'll never forget, and I'll just have to sidetrack with this story. When I was working with Merrill Lynch, they did cruises all the time, you know? So, you know, if you were a top producer and you were, you know, you were somebody, they did these cruises. So one of the cruises I went on, unfortunately, it was a day like of rain and rain and rain. And you're on a cruise and there's rain, it's a tough thing, okay? So we couldn't go out. We couldn't go there. It was pouring. So what do they do? They have they had an art show. Now my whole company was there. First of all, some of those people, how dare they be bidding against me? And I'm like, are you crazy? Don't outbid me. But people are bidding, and they were not good pictures, to be honest. They were pretty crappy. And when I go to someone's house and I see them, I recognize them from the cruise of 20 years ago. But people want to win, so they're bidding stupid numbers. Just to to win, okay, and that's what bidding is about. So what happened, also, you know, with the in twenty one was there was so many offers and some people bid way more than they should, okay, but they got the house and if it's what they love, so be it. They can always, you know, refinance. And I also want to tell everyone on the positive note because I tend to I'm not Pollyanna. I will tell you when things are bad, but. I like to look at the good side of things. Anybody who either owned a house or had bought a home in the last two years, you know what your equity went up to? I mean, who who heard of, of a house going up, you know, like 20% or 15% in one year after they bought it? So even if the house is flat and um, they're, I'm predicting and again, all parts of the country are different. So when we're talking on a show and I'm talking nationally, I can tell you the market's cooled nationally. I can't be specific to tell you every single state of what they're actually doing. But it looks to me like homes have not really, less homes have sold, but the prices really, at least in the Northeast, haven't really, uh, they've kind of just but flat, and I expect, you know, when it's well, what is 2023 going to be? Another story for controversy, and we'll do that on another show. But, you know, if you read, and I do a lot of reading, oh, some people say we're already in a recession. Some people say we are going into a recession. Some people say 2023 is going to be a disaster. Some people say it's not. There is no consensus because, in a recession, usually you don't have job growth, and we have plenty of jobs. We just don't have people who want to work, you know, to fill them. 
okay? Um, so there's, you know, we don't fit. So if we're in a recession, and I couldn't tell you, and neither, if you if you Google and say, just Google, say, are we in a recession or not? It'll tell you a few different things. Everyone has a different view. But if we are in one, then it's milder because the job market is still very, very good. They can't get enough people. And so as long as you can work, I mean, that's, you know, that's a good sign. That's not usually a sign of a recession, although they say we are in one. Now, they say home buyers are backing out of contracts. Um, I don't see that too much. Of course, every once in a while you're going to see it, but I don't see it as a whole. And um, basically, they're saying that when inflation calms down, we will see mortgage rates begin to steady. And that was from the chief economist, Lawrence Young, who I have a lot of respect for. And he's the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors. Um, and he expects existing home sales to fall. Now, this is NAR. And so this is a national number, again, not a specific. Okay, he expects sales to fall by 15.2% in 2022. And when I say fall, I'm not talking about sales price. Units. He expects to be five, five and five point twenty something million units. Okay, which is a drop of twenty percent because everybody was moving last year. Okay. Right. But, so that's closer to like twenty nineteen, right? You know, twenty eighteen. Yeah, I mean, you know, sort of a, we'll a return to the to the norm, right? Right. Tom, I agree with you. I think when you look at numbers, you should look at pre-pandemic, not during the pandemic when everybody was flying out to move somewhere or to get bigger space. Um, he expects that home sales will pick up in the back half of 2023. Now, this is the chief economist for the NAR. That's his prediction. Okay. I think we have a break. Depending home sales index continues to point further weaknesses, but he expects it's going to take about a year to clear up. But that's just his opinion. We have a break coming up. We'll be right back after the break. The following is a paid political announcement. 23 bucks every time you drive into Manhattan. That's Kathy Hochul's new billion-dollar scheme to grab more of your hard-earned money. Congestion pricing is Kathy Hochul's new commuter tax, making suburban commuters pay more than $100 in a round trip just to head to work and costing outer borough New Yorkers potentially thousands of dollars a year to get to the hospital, go to school, or just drive around their own city. Kathy Hochul doesn't get New York. She doesn't understand what it means to live here and how much her congestion pricing plan will cost each and every one of us. 
That's why we need to elect Lee Zeldin governor. Lee Zeldin will stop Hochul's congestion pricing tax. Zeldin will get New York's economy moving again. And he'll save our state. Vote Lee Zeldin for governor on November 8th. Paid for by Save Our State New York Incorporated. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. After driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, we believe Mitsubishi Motors now launches its most exciting lineup ever. Get thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Choose from a wide selection of trim levels in either front-wheel drive or all-wheel control, all featuring the flexibility of third-row seating. With special finance and lease programs, you'll be sure to find just the right Mitsubishi Outlander for you. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi.com. That's FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. 732-863-2788. Freehold Mitsubishi. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation, and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to get conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel. Language for Life, celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate, and uh, obviously we were talking about the real estate market, the predictions, what what we expect, and of course, all the news sounds like you know, recession or not recession. I'm just reading housing market volatility flashes early signs of a recession, and that new homes sales unexpectedly surge. But that is either unbelievable, they're saying, or unsustainable, and they're basically saying that the Volatility in new and existing home sales is a possible indicator we are in early stages of a recession. So we added it's too soon to predict. I don't think anybody really knows. So do we have, so I am very fortunate to have, oh, well, we have Steven 
ever from Kasson. Kasson, our legal analyst. Hi, Stephen. Good morning, Daddy. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Yeah, we're all good. And I, again, we wished everyone, you know, all of our, you know, whatever we can do to help Florida. I mean, it's devastating. And um, I, I, there's no words to say, but we just, we're putting, yeah, we're putting a fund together to help them. And there's, you can go on the internet and find millions of funds of people <laughs> raising money. And I have to tell you, I say this all the time. I say, you know, when we had 9-11, as horrific as that was, and it was horrific, it brought people together. It brought us together. And sometimes um, tragedies or disasters like this bring people together. And we really need to get together. And I was listening to the news last night and this morning, and so many States and people are all really lending a hand, giving money, going down to help Floridians. And so our prayers are with you, and we're going to do whatever we can and start a fund. Stephen, so we were talking, and I have Chris. Chris, you're on the line also. Um, Chris Peters yes, is a is a uh, one of the top managers of one of the of Douglas Elliman, one of the biggest real estate companies in the in the country, and we were talking about, you know, if you read, it says, some say we're in a recession, some say, Stephen, we're not in a recession. Um, um, I say when I bought my house, I was like 15% or something, and I think Tom would agree that you don't need to take a 30-year mortgage out. I mean, you can, I mean, why take 30 years? Most people are never going to live in the 30 years, so I think it's time that maybe Tom next week, you could really talk a little bit more of the adjustable mortgages and how they work because very few people live 30 years at home. So there's a lot of things you can do, and I can tell you that I bought my house. I started the industry when the rates were 16%. I started the business. I started in business in real estate. So um, I think I did fairly well. So I don't listen to all this gloom, 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 gloom. The interest rates are still lower than the average historical rate. Now, Stephen, we are hearing all this recession, no recession, what, you know, 2000, what are you hearing? What are you feeling? And again, I tell everybody, this is, nobody can predict the future but God. So these are just people's opinions. But of course, papers like to put gloom in. What are you seeing? What, do you, what is your gut feeling about where the, the real estate's going? Um, nationally and, and, and kind of, you know, in the metropolitan areas. Sure, absolutely, Dottie. So the first thing I want to say, regardless of the answer to the question, if we're stagnant in a recession, if we're in growth, we still have a multi-trillion dollar economy where people are going to work and conducting business every day. So first off, regardless of the answer, that, that's a little bit of a trend line. It doesn't mean that the economy evaporates or anything like that. So that, that's my first point, and people are doing deals constantly. And you constantly. won't read that in any paper, Stephen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so we're, and, and we're doing deals every day of all types, people buying and selling co-ops, condos, homes, leasing, working on a development project. So it's a, a whole range of items. So, so keep that in mind. That, that being said, I do think – we, we we are in a recession. One, we met the technical definition. 
two quarters of negative economic growth. That's true. I mean, the numbers are there. The numbers typically get revised, and my sense is that there'll probably be a little bit of a downward revision. I think also we're having a conflict between the Federal Reserve, which has been increasing rates, um, and you have, which is a way to slow down the economy. And then you also had uh, conflicting uh, fiscal policy of increased government spending. So the two are a bit in conflict. Um, now, there was some news just in the last couple of days that the Federal Reserve, and this is not surprising, and this is a comment that I've made on the last couple of shows, that they may have overdone it on increasing rates. And now they're concerned a little bit more so than inflation on what's happening to the business climate as we're seeing it manifest in really a terrible equities market very recently. And I think that that has always been my bigger concern. People can live with a slightly bigger mortgage payment, quarter percent higher, half percent on the rate. But if they feel that their savings and their growth opportunities at work, their money for their down payments decreasing, that's going to really affect the market. But, yeah, but Stephen, you know, that is so true. Um, however, in a way, you, you know, it, it, it's probably a better time to buy now because, you know, you don't have as many bids. But the big thing that I really feel is not going to happen the way they predicted. They're comparing everything to 2020-21 when we had a pandemic, and that was an unreal time. So, sure, we're down 24% from the pandemic, but in your uh, in your professional career, have you, have you ever seen a year like last year in housing? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, you got you got you to gotta average things out a little bit. I mean, last year there was a massive refinance boom. Um, you know, that has slowed down, but rightfully so. You know, the rates ticked up a little bit. And, and the reality is, I, I think at times we were not necessarily in a healthier, sustainable market, right? You, you had it almost where there were, in a way, not enough inventory. What, one of the first things you're starting to see is a little bit of increase in inventory, which I take as a very positive thing because you need to have some inventory so people move around. It doesn't help a seller to get a great sale price on their home if they don't have a new home to move to. That's true, and I want to tell everyone we still have, we, we have increased inventory a bit. However, we still have a shortage of inventory across the country. So when there's, a, when there's more buyers... Because somebody said, is it a seller's market or is it a buyer's market now? Did it change? And I said, no, I think it's still a seller's market because we don't have inventory. We have more buyers still than we have inventory. And that creates – go right ahead. I have one thing on it. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. I would even argue it's a broker's market. This is the market where the buyer or seller who are rightfully represented by a qualified – um, real estate broker, that's where they can really get understand the market. It's not obviously buyer, it's not seller. It's really getting that local knowledge um, makes a difference. Yeah. And speaking of the broker's market, I happen to have Chris Peters, who runs one of the most profitable, largest offices for Douglas Elliman in the city. Chris, what have you been seeing, and what are your thoughts? 
Well, we have a shortage of inventory, and because of the interest rates, a lot of people aren't putting their um, homes on the market because they think they're not going to get the prices that they would have gotten before. Um, in all actuality, I've not seen prices really falling that much, slightly, but not that much. And there are people always going to be buying and selling in New York City. I can only speak for New York City. And I see prices staying pretty steady. And last month in, our, in my office, um, the sales were above what they used to be in normal times of pre-pandemic. So um, I'm still seeing a robust market. It's not the same as it was the last 12 months, but we're still doing a fair amount of really good business. Right. And, of course, I, you know, I'm looking at the last, the, 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 you know, the, the headlines from the papers from this week, whether the Wall Street Journal, the Times, oh, rents fall for the first time since the late 2020s. And I was only telling you about two months ago, a month ago, how much rates went up, how much rents went up, and they're still high. So if they've gone down a little, that's good because they were way over. Um, then I have another article from, I guess this is the Wall Street Journal, home prices suffer a monthly decline. And again, we're comparing it all to years that were really not normal years. So I, you know, I think we are um, getting back to a normal market. Now, Tom, there was another article, which is right up your alley, and it was in New York Times, and it says a rate, rate soar, and it's a guide to navigating a sea of mortgage. Now, they use the word gimmicks, and um, I wouldn't use that, but we're talking about there's things you can do to get the rates lower if you need it. Like maybe you could explain that paying points. Uh, you can get an adjustable rate mortgage. You can get an interest only mortgage. You can, I mean, so like, cause they're saying people are priced out of the market. Well, when the, the interest rates are 3% or 4%, you, you definitely better off taking a 30 year fixed. but most people don't stay in a home 30 years. And there's a lot of different mortgage options that will reduce your payments, and um, I would advise everybody who's looking for a home to talk to a loan officer and find out the different types of things because you can buy down points. And when I was starting the business and I was like, young, I was in my 20s, and it was like go, everything was raising. Every, every, every week or two, it ra- the, the rates went up. And we... Used, we had seller financing. The sellers had to participate. Uh, we did a lot of adjustable mortgages. Um, I'm not a big believer of interest-only mortgages, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. So there's a lot of different things that you can do. Um, you just have to know about them, and there's something to really, um, to really take a look at and make sure that you know. And if you, you know, if you know anyone that's looking for a home, I really would advise them to really call up, go to the bank, find out what's available to you and what you can afford. And because remember something, as the interest rates go up, it affects everything, and not only houses and mortgages, it affects your credit cards, it affects your mortgages, it affects car loans, savings accounts. So there's a lot of choices to make. But I'm curious because... 
we technically are in a recession, Stephen, as you said. However, the job market is still great. You know, we can't even fill the jobs. So how does that fit into the uh, recession equation? Yeah, Dottie. So I think you are absolutely right. And this is where, you know, we want to make sure we're not fighting the last war, so to speak. We're so used to seeing, okay, this is how recession looked last time. Here's how growth looked last time. And it's going to be the same thing this time, right? So the way we're seeing, I think, this recession manifest is the availability of resources, inflation, and we're also workforce participation. I'm personally not a big fan of going by the unemployment rate statistic because it doesn't really take in, I think, the newer economy where things are digital, where it's that you have people who are also working for themselves and freelancing. And of course, you have people who have dropped out of the workforce. And so people who have dropped out of the workforce are not considered unemployed. So I really like to look at what's called the labor participation rate to see what element of the population is actually working. The other thing that's going on that makes this very interesting and different from recession is I believe we're also in in the process of a real shift in the economy of onshoring back a lot of manufacturing. What's happening between Russia and Ukraine, also some of the saber rattling China, has made a lot of American companies nervous about where they are manufacturing product, and they are moving um, really some of their manufacturing back to the United States. Um, there's going to be a lot of investments in semiconductor manufacturing a lot of which has occurred in Taiwan. There's about a dozen plants in the process of being built in the U.S. So you have these conflicting trends where you do have negative growth, but I do see positive things in the future. And that's why with these, these different elements, you're not really seeing the big unemployment and the big displacement that you may have seen in other recessions. Right. And we're looking at an active, you know, still an active market. And, again, no one knows exactly, but what we're looking at, we're not going to see 20%, 14 to 20% appreciation in a year. Um, it looks more like um, maybe 2 2.5%. Um, I think we're coming to a break. I want to finish this, and, Tom, if you want to stay on, we, we please stay on the line. We, we want to just really talk about this because it's kind of, when you read papers, it really doesn't tell you the full story. And I can tell you, anyone that's on this phone call now, we're right in it. We're in it. We don't sit at a desk and just, you know, look at numbers. We're in it. We're watching it. We're seeing it. So listen to the second half of the show. And we'll also have the real deal. Amir Koryani will be on also to talk about it. Um, this is really a special time. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.